Welcome to Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, a luxury interior designer and construction expert. Educated at the New York School of Interior Design and employed by AD Top 100 firms, I have created a niche expertise in managing large-scale construction projects from renovations to new builds over the past three decades. Today, I'm on a mission to instill confidence in designers through this podcast and my online course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. Whether you are new to construction management or a seasoned designer like me, I am all about transparency and tactical advice for fellow designers. On this podcast, I share actionable steps, practical tips, real-life examples, and behind-the-scenes tricks that I use while managing construction projects. Not only will they keep them on schedule and on budget, but will give you the confidence to know that these projects will end successfully, protecting your profit as well as leading to a pipeline full of incredible referrals. If you've been searching for support and advice on construction management to grow your skills and confidence so you can avoid the mistakes that I've made in the past, then you're in the right place. Before we get started, I want to thank each of you for being a part of this community. Your listens, subscribes, and reviews are what allows me to make this show great week after week. I've got lots of plans for growing this podcast, and that's enabled by you. Make sure to follow the podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a thing. If you enjoy this episode, spread the word. Leave a review and tell your interior design friends how much they can learn from this show. Hello, listeners. I have some exciting news to share with you today. As you know, my signature course for interior designers has been a great success, empowering countless designers to enhance their skills and elevate their careers. Well, I have an amazing update to share with you. I am thrilled to announce that the signature course has undergone a complete transformation and has been rebranded as the Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. Don't worry, though. The core lessons that made the course so successful and transformative for designers remain intact. I've taken the valuable insights and experiences shared by our talented designers and enhanced them even further. But that's not all. I've also added some exciting new content to provide an even fuller understanding of running construction projects for your valued clients. The primary goal with this rebranding and expansion is to build confidence among interior designers like you. I understand that successfully managing construction projects is a crucial aspect to your work, and I want to equip you with the skills, knowledge, and strategies to excel in this area. With the Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management, you'll delve deeper into the intricacies of running construction projects, gain insight from a seasoned professional, and unlock strategies to navigate the challenges that may arise during the process. I'm so excited about this fresh chapter in the course, and I'm confident that the added content will empower you to provide an even more comprehensive and outstanding service to your clients. By becoming a master of construction management, you'll not only elevate your skills, but also enhance your professional reputation within the industry. So to show my gratitude for your unwavering support, I'm giving away a free membership to one lucky designer on the email list. 
If you're not on my email list yet, don't worry. You still have a chance to win this valuable gift. Simply head over to my website, devinyedesign.com, and sign up for the newsletter. By joining this vibrant community of amazing designers, you'll not only gain access to the valuable insights and industry updates, but also be automatically entered for a chance to win this exclusive giveaway. Imagine the possibilities that await as you dive into the Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. You'll have the opportunity to enhance your construction management skills, learn from an experienced professional, and gain the confidence needed to excel in your projects. So whether you're a seasoned designer looking to expand your knowledge or an aspiring designer eager to gain a competitive edge, this free membership could be the key to unlocking your full potential. So what are you waiting for? Head over to devinyedesign.com and sign up for my newsletter today to secure your chance at winning this valuable gift. When people hear that I manage construction, they automatically think of the basics, which makes sense, right? They're thinking floor plans, they're thinking finishes, they're thinking actual building materials. But what they aren't thinking about and what is really key to my success are building the relationships on those job sites that brings the success that we are all searching for. So today, I want to talk about the key relationships that are necessary And please hear me, they are necessary in order to be successful in the end. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. So as you just heard, today I want to dive into a really critical component to managing construction projects for your clients, and that's all about relationships. And I wanted to talk about this today because this came up in my own personal life recently and one that I discussed in last week's email to those of you on the list. So if you're not on that list and you want to continue hearing my experience from my own construction projects, I encourage you to go over to my website and sign up for my weekly emails. Not only that, but I am still running the promotion of giving away one free membership to my signature course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. It really is a game changer for your business, whether you are new or seasoned like me. So as I said, relationships are the key to success on any project. And I fear that designers don't pay enough attention to their importance, frankly, until they're too late. And what do I mean by that? So designers, I understand we're all trying to learn the basics of whatever project we are on, whether it's a kitchen, we're trying to research new appliances and the latest and greatest of this and that. And we're looking at tiles and stones and flooring materials and balancing it all together. And if it's a whole home renovation, we're all over the place from electrical to elevations to built-ins to you name it. But I worry that we're not focusing enough on the relationships that will become the foundations to all of the success that we are striving for. Because as you know, listening to this podcast, things go wrong and relationships are really tested when things go wrong. So if you don't have that fundamental grounded relationships established, then even minor things that go wrong can become major issues. So what do I mean by relationships? Let me first start by saying, I don't mean physical relationships. And I mean that sincerely. I have seen designers 
blur that line between client and designer. And whether that's with the husband, whether that's with a contractor or wife, what have you. And I have seen it completely blow up each and every time. So that is frankly not the kind of relationship I'm talking about. I am talking about a blend between a professional and personal relationship with the key players of any construction project. So I break that down into three categories. The first is you and your client, right? And that's something that you are probably most confident about. And we'll talk about that in a minute, just to make sure that you're confident in the components that are really critical on a construction site versus a decorating project. And then second is the client and the contractor. You have a little less control over that because obviously you're not a part of a client-contractor relationship, but you are playing a role and we'll discuss that. And then ultimately, you and the contractor. And depending on the size of the project, that could be five contractors, that could be 20 contractors because I'm including all the trades as contractors. So let's get into this further. You and your client have a relationship. Oftentimes, it's already established because you've done other projects, but not every time. So you have to lean on your interpersonal skills on building relationship from scratch. And that can be very challenging. And luckily, designers are quite good at that. But what does that really mean from scratch, right? I mean, let's assume you know nothing about this client other than what you learned from your initial calls and meetings and things like that. But you don't really know a client at the beginning of a project, again, unless you have worked with them in the past, which is a bonus. But let's assume for this scenario that you don't know this client. So you have to not only establish a relationship and a rapport that you understand each other's language, but also try to elicit their hopes and dreams and fears and concerns and worries. And that is a secondary level that all designers need to get in and get in fast, right? I mean, if you're doing a construction project and you finally get that rhythm going six months in, wow, you've lost five and a half, five and three quarter months of a rhythm that probably would have changed the direction of the project to some degree, good or bad. So that can be overwhelming. I I fully admit that I understand what I'm saying can be very overwhelming. And some clients don't play ball as easily as others. And I know some of you are laughing right now thinking of those really difficult clients. And by difficult, I mean they're standoffish. That trust isn't there inherently. And you have to break down all the barriers that that client is coming with. Who knows? Maybe they worked with another designer and it was a disaster. Maybe they're not sure that they really need a designer, right? You all of a sudden, how are you building a solid footing when there's that, hmm, I don't know, I don't know if you're even needed kind of attitude, which I have been up against. And I'm sure several of you or most of you listening have as well. So you have to dig in immediately and assure your client that this is not only the right step for them to take, but the right step and why they need to be taking this step by hiring you to come in and help them with their construction project. And of course, as I said, the sooner you get that done, the better you are served, your client is served, and by all means, the better the project is served because you are already on the same path together. And that relationship that you build with your client may come before or after their relationship with the contractor. 
And that can be frustrating. I have done it both ways and I can tell you pros and cons to both sides. But when it comes after the contractor, like we've discussed in the past, you have no input as to who the contractor is. So we'll get to that in a minute. But for now, your client and your contractor will have a relationship that is independent of you for the most part. So your client, let's say in this scenario, your client has hired the contractor before they have brought you on the project. That may be a month before, that may be a couple of months before, depending on if they have an architect involved and they've been working on for six months. It's possible you're brought in after the project has started. You quickly have to bring yourself up to speed as to where the client and contractor's relationship has grown to. Oftentimes, it's not at a place that's frankly productive. Sometimes there's no relationship, right? The client shows up to the meetings, a contractor sort of fills them in and then, okay, see you next week. Sometimes it's overbearing and the client is henpecking and looking over the contractor's shoulder and questioning everything. And so there's that friction between the two. And sometimes if we're all lucky, the contractor and client have this really solid footing that I was just talking about for you to build with your client. And those, of course, those are the magical moments and frankly, the unicorns. So those are not to be counted on. It's typically a mix between little interaction to too much interaction. And that is where you come in and why it's an important component for you to focus on where your client and contractor stand with each other. I sometimes joke that I translate contractor speak to my clients. And more often than not, they sort of giggle and they're like, yeah, you can tell they're like, I don't even know what Renee's talking about. But then when we go in a meeting and the contractor says something, I turn to my client, I can tell that they're not understanding it, and I break it down into language they understand. And then the client walks away going, huh, wow, okay, now I get it. I understand Renee's role. This is an important piece to the puzzle that I am putting together and, frankly, spending a lot of money on. So you sometimes have to play both sides, right? The contractor and you are having a private conversation and they're complaining about the client. Well, frankly, you work for the client. You need to keep that in mind at all times. And you may have to remind a contractor once or twice, like, hey, you know, ultimately I'm on your side, but I do work for the client and I have to keep their hopes, dreams, desires, likes, and dislikes at the forefront of this conversation. And so the sooner you can understand the dynamic between your client and contractor, the easier that is to work through and ideally smooth out if possible. Now, I'm not saying put all of your energy into smoothing over some sort of friction between the client, but I am saying that jobs are better served if there's no friction from anyone, whether that's from you, the contractor, the client, or all three combined. So those relationships truly are important. I mean, think about the breakdown of communication if there's friction, right? If the contractor doesn't think the client likes what they're doing, the contractor is not going to be including the client in everything that's going on. Why would they? They don't want to hear it from the client. Well, then what happens when things go wrong? Well, you didn't tell me. Well, you're right. I didn't tell you. And, you know, on and on we go around in these circles. And again, what happens? The project suffers. And when you're associated with a project that's suffering, sometimes I hate to break it to you, but sometimes you get caught up in a bad situation that can affect your reputation that, frankly, you had nothing to do with. 
So it does behoove you to understand all of these moving parts and pieces with the relationships inside that project and do what you can to mitigate, smooth over, or find a better path to take the group on moving through that project. And then lastly, and really most importantly, and the one that really affected me on a personal note recently is your relationship with the contractors. Now, again, as I stated earlier, that could be a lot of guys and it could be two guys. But what you need to understand is the importance for your success on that project in building a solid relationship with these guys. Now, again, please don't date them. I really can't say that enough. It just doesn't serve anyone well and projects do end. So if you want to date a contractor, please wait till the project ends, then have at it. But during a project, I have been a part of that. It is so damn uncomfortable because more often than not, it doesn't work out and whoops, we're still working together. Yeah, it's not good. And then if the client hears and you can only imagine, and I'm happy to share these stories offline, but it is not a good situation. The relationships I'm talking about is a professional friendship and it is a friendship that will serve you well. Now, again, this is not where you placate and suck up to and bake brownies for and try to win everyone over. That's not your role. You are an equal, every bit of an equal to these contractors. I am talking about a professional relationship based on trust and experience. Now, one of you may have just gone, oh, crap, I don't have experience. That's okay. That contractor didn't have experience the day he decided to become a contractor, did he? That's why I'm always encouraging full transparency. You don't have experience? Come forward with that. Tell these guys and ask them if you can learn, learn alongside with them. Now, if you have no experience in any part of construction, again, you know me. Please work with someone who does, do a project of your own. You know, don't guinea pig your client into learning on the job. It just truly isn't fair to the industry and it isn't fair to the clients, let alone the project, because everybody involved will suffer consequences that will ultimately affect the trajectory of your business because we all rely on referral business and industry partners. And so if all of that goes away, your career will probably be shorter than you think. So this is based on designers that have some experience. Maybe they have never done a full kitchen. They've done a partial refresh and now they're doing a full kitchen. That's what I am talking about, where you lean on some skills and you still may have holes in your knowledge, but that's okay. And that contractor you're working with, he's going to have some holes in his knowledge as well. And you can fill in those voids. And that's how I build my relationship with my contractors. Now, you've heard me say before on any project, you're going to have, let's say, a plumber, an electrician, a framer, a general contractor. You are going to have flooring guys, painters, you know, on and on and on. They are to have knowledge in those specific fields. Now, a general contractor has knowledge in most of those, and you sort of fall into that category. I know a lot about all of those trades, but I'm not an expert in any of them. And I'm never going to tell you to become an expert in plumbing and electric. It's not your job. Your job, again, is to have a general knowledge of all of them and rely on their expertise to bring the highest quality work they can bring to your project. 
So that means there's a bunch of relationships that you are going to have to make and nurture if you want to rely on these people for referrals. And obviously, you want to build an A-team like I have with Todd. And why do you want to do that? Because it's easier. There it is. I'm being honest. When I know I'm working a project with Todd, I know my life will be easier. He understands my likes. He understands my dislikes. He can read my mind. We've worked together enough. And so I know it's going to be easier. That doesn't always mean we get to work with all the subs we like. But it's still easier when I work with someone that I have built a relationship with. Now, I will say Todd is my unicorn. We've been working together for close to 15 years, I think. We actually were trying to figure that out the other day. And that is unusual. And he keeps threatening retirement because he's older than me. And I keep telling him he's not allowed to retire. And again, we get into kind of a sibling squabble over it. But I am terrified. And I have told him that. The thought of replacing Todd in my career is overwhelming. It can be done. Please hear me. I promise it can be done. But the learning curve takes time in any relationship, let alone a professional one. But these are the people that you need to build relationships with so that they have your back so that they can understand what you want. When you say, you know, put the light over there, right above the mirror, you know, kind of where we put it at the Jones house. And they go, oh yeah, got it. And maybe that's because you're on vacation and something went wrong and all of a sudden the electrician wants to hang a light that you thought was going in in two weeks, right? That seems so simple. And you guys may just be laughing at me right now, but that happens. Or I'll get a phone call uh, Renee, we open up the wall and yep, there's a vent stack that we didn't know about. I don't even know if it's active. And then my stomach drops and I think, oh God, now what? And then the conversation goes on, but I switched the door around that, 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 and he's problem solved it. Why? Because he knows what I would do in those set of circumstances. And he has already mitigated the problem and moved on. Now he may say, Hey, can you stop over and make sure this is what you want? But the plan is in place. And 90% of the time, I'm like, green light, go for it, love it, thank you. That's based on relationships. That's based on trust. And trust comes through building a solid relationship. Now, the other thing that can help is if you have a relationship with the contractor and the client is new to the party, you can help establish a positive and healthy relationship between the client and the contractor. And again, don't get me wrong. Todd doesn't like all my clients. And also, please know, I don't get to work with Todd on every project. I really wish I did, but I do not. But he doesn't like all my clients. If he was listening to this episode, I would be telling you the same exact thing. He's quirky. He definitely is quirky. But guess what? I know his quirks. So when I see the relationships forming, I think, oh, okay, yep, this client has that little personality quirk that mm, that's going to bug him. Okay, I got to mitigate that. When that comes up, I got to jump in. I got to run interference and smooth that out. And I do. And then it never becomes an issue throughout the entire project. So again, that's building relationships. Now, when I'm working with a new team, so for instance, Todd won't do a new build anymore. He said, I've done those in the past, so I don't want to do them anymore. So any new build I do is a new team. And often it's a different team. Now I live in a small enough community where there's maybe four big firms that I will work with and can manage that level of luxury new builds. 
And whether I know the actual supervisor or not, I know other guys from his company, that lends me credibility. That's where we build the relationship from. I'm not just some random person. I'm not just some dolly decorator that they have to figure out what to do with. I know damn well after that first introduction when I say, oh, I know Dwayne. I worked the Smith Project with him. I know that guy got into his car, texted or called Dwayne and said, what's Renee like? Right? We know that. I would do that. I I think he'd be crazy if he didn't do that. But because I had built a relationship with Dwayne, he's going to say, hey, she's she knows what she's doing. She's good. You'll be fine. Or if I'm really lucky, he'll be like, yeah, you should be damn happy to have her on the project. She'll make your life easier. That's what you want your relationships to build for you year after year after year. So a personal note. Now, again, this is my Todd and he and I, we joke, he's my brother from another mother, but I have been moving my mother into a cottage on a senior living campus. And it's been a big move. My mother has lived in our family home for 58 years. She and my dad moved into it from their honeymoon. And it's a pretty big, significant move, not just physical, but emotional and mental. And I was tasked with uh, managing it all. So I don't know if you've ever worked for your parents or your family members, but it can be tough because there's emotions involved. It's my family home. I'm sad that mom's moving, but I know it's a good move for her. So I had to empty a home that people have lived in for 58 years. And if anyone knows what I can do with the pottery I made in middle school, please send me an email because yes, my mother did save it all. And she's insistent that it comes to my house. Nonetheless. I needed physical help, right? I needed help clearing out a house. I needed help transporting things that weren't going to be moved with the movers. And I called my team. And not just Todd. I needed a last-minute electrical help. My electrician jumped. He was there the next day. He moved an outlet because the community where she's moving forgot to move the outlet, and we needed it for her desk. I called my painter and said, they screwed up this color. It's not right. They can do it. But in three weeks and we're moving in, he said, I'll send a guy. And sure enough, it was done. And then I had to haul away a whole lot of stuff from my parents' basement. And Todd left me his dump truck in my parents' driveway. And we filled it halfway over the weekend. He and his team showed up Monday. They filled the rest and they took it away. Now, what he helped me with in maybe three hours would have taken me weeks if I could even have done it on my own. And I said, keep track of your time. We are absolutely on the clock. This is not a favor. The favor is you doing it right away and not putting me at the end of the list. And he said, yep, 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 got it. I'm keeping track. So I came to him. I said, okay, where's your bill? And he's like, there's no bill. He said, I was happy to help. So I absolutely will still pay them, by the way. But that's the relationships that I have been able to lean on. And I joke with my mother that I've just used up all of my favors on her one project. So I'm left with no favors, which is really not true. But had I not built those relationships over the years, there would have been no one to call other than Googling or asking for a referral. Didn't have to. It took me five seconds to pick up my phone and text Todd. And I can do that on my projects as well, not just for a personal one, but for my projects as well. Why? 
because my guys and I have a professional relationship built on trust and experience. And so when I call in a favor, they know that this is something that they need to jump on. I don't overplay my cards, never. I never suggest that. So even more so, when I do call and I ask, hey, I really need you there this week. The client is upset. I need a win. Can it be you? And nine times out of 10, they say, yep, I think I can come Wednesday because I'm going to rearrange that day for later in the week. That is only possible because of the relationships we've built. Now, I don't want you to be listening to this and saying, oh my God, I'm screwed. I don't have relationships like this because admittedly, Todd is my unicorn, but I am able to call in those favors with other trades, not all of them. And it never will be all of them because there are guys I've worked with once on a project seven years ago. And while it was great, and I guess I could seek them out, just wouldn't make sense. There'd be no relevancy to me, like randomly texting them after all these years. But you will find that you will start working with the same groups of people. And trust me, it's a very small industry once you get into it. If you're working in high-end residential construction, there's only so many guys that can work at that level and be that level and expertise. And you start realizing how many one-degree separations there are from each other. It happens to me all the time still. I'll be chatting up with someone and they're like, oh my gosh, wait, you know Alan? Oh, sure. I Yeah, I work with Alan. Oh, he used to work for this firm, but now he's over here. You know, it's amazing if you start paying close attention to the people and where they're working and what they're working on, there is a connection that will give you a network of trades that you can build relationships with. And that is what I want for each of you. Now, building those relationships, that is more challenging. And there are strategies to do that. All of that, by the way, is in my signature course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. Because as you can see, this entire episode has been about the importance of relationships. And I'm hoping you're walking away from this saying, okay, I see the value. I see why these are important. Not only does it move my projects forward in a more successful and smooth fashion, but it is important for my career. Because what I want to leave you with is if you build a relationship with any of the trades, whether that's an architect, a contractor, a plumber, or electrician, I can guarantee you they will be referring you because they will want to work with you again. And they don't always want to wait for you to bring them on a project. So I was brought on to an amazing project recently by my cabinet maker. Really, he was found by the client and he was designing this beautiful custom library. And they got to a point where the client said, hey, do you know someone that could help us finish this room off? He said, absolutely. You should call Renee. Really? I had no idea. I did nothing for that. I did no marketing for that project other than having built a solid relationship with this cabinet maker on a project three years ago. Let me repeat that. Three years ago. I have not worked with him in three years. I have kept up with him periodically, and that is key. But for three years, I haven't worked with him. And I am thrilled to be working with him again because not only is he a nice guy and I enjoy his company, he is insanely talented and I know the project will be beautiful. So. 
I hope you understand there are three different relationships on every construction project that you are directly involved with or indirectly involved with because it's you and the client. That is a direct involvement and it is your responsibility to guide that relationship so that you both are successful in this project. There is the client and the contractor, which you are indirectly a part of and can absolutely control the course it takes. And I highly recommend you jump in if it's starting to go or already is off course. And then lastly, and most importantly, is your relationships with the trades that you work with day in and day out on these job sites. Frankly, these three different relationships are as important, if not slightly more important, than all of the construction information that you need to research or lean on those skills that you've already built. Because like I said, if a project is going south and your relationships are on shaky ground, the project will go south faster and harder than it would if those relationships were built solid from the beginning. So take the time. Think through your projects now. Where do those relationships stand? What can you do to influence them if they need to be made more positive? And if there is no relationship, start now. Start tomorrow morning. Walk on that job site knowing that this is a fresh start and you need to start building these relationships because now you know how important they are. So many of you have been so kind in telling me how important these episodes are for your businesses. And I truly, it is humbling to hear. And I love hearing that this is moving the needle for any of you listening. That is the sole goal of this podcast. But you can get more information by being on my email list because I send a Friday email and it is always of the moment. I don't pre-write them. They come from the week that I had and the lessons are critical to your ongoing education of this amazing niche inside the interior design industry. So I encourage you to sign up for it. Stay in the know so you don't miss a thing. Thank you for your time today. And I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening. And I hope you heard something that you can apply to a project today. If you're ready to increase your construction projects in your business, check out the details on my signature course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. It's a six-part digital course that will save you a three-year learning curve, get you profitable, bring in an income and lifestyle that makes sense for you by learning the top strategies, what works and what doesn't, building your confidence so you're no longer paddling to stay afloat or worse, learning how to manage construction on a client's project. Through the course, I'm handing over 30 years of top strategies and advice. Head to my website, devinyedesign.com for more details on the Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management and become educated and empowered for your next construction project.